Blog Talk Radio. Sometimes things in life happen that are just unexpected. For a month now, there has been a rumor about a big-name driver retiring unexpectedly. Still, the fact that 37-year-old Carl Edwards decided to retire was a big shot. It leaves more questions than answers and just shows you that the NASCAR silly season is just that. Silly. It's Talking in Circles. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Talking in Circles. I am Clayton Caldwell here with my co-host, John Harlow from FreewayMedia.com as we bring you another great episode of Talking in Circles. Well, John, we're 35 days away, five weeks away from loading up the trucks and going to Daytona, and we just had the biggest silly season news anybody could have imagined. Carl Edwards is stepping out of the number 19 Joe Gibbs Racing Toyota and will be replaced by reigning NASCAR Xfinity Series champion Daniel Suarez. It's shocking news, John. There have been a lot of opinions expressed on social media over the last 48 hours. If you want to join our show and give, you, give us your opinion, call in, 917-889-8280. We'd love to hear from you. But John Edwards gave three reasons for his retirement this week. Satisfaction with his career, a busy schedule, and that he has his health. Um, there's no doubt we have a long schedule, but is there something more to this, John? Do you think there's something more to this? The timing of this is very, very curious. I think the, I think it's one of those things where Carl sat back at the end of the year. He was 10 laps away from winning the championship. He's come as close as you can come without winning it because nobody's come closer with his tie with Tony Stewart and Tony winning on um, wins. I look at factor three as the most important, especially when he's got a young family. He's a good-looking guy. He could end up, who knows, he could be the next co-host with Kelly Ripa on Live with Kelly. Um, He's got the television personality. He can do almost anything he wants. He's a smart guy. I mean, you listen to every interview. There's nobody better than Carl at that stuff. He takes his sunglasses off to make sure he's looking into the eye of the reporter. I mean, he's one of those guys that he knows what he's doing. And I think Dale Jr.'s concussion played a role in Carl saying, hey, I've taken more hits this year than I've taken in a long time. And... He's got a young family. He's got a wife who's a doctor. He's got a nice setup. He's set for life. It's not like he has to go race to survive like they did in the back back in the old days when they taped their eyelids open so they could make a race or wrap their leg up even though it was broken to make sure they could run. Carl's, Carl's made a lot of money over his career. And if he wants to sit back and say, okay, I'm done, I almost rather him go out now than be like Greg Biffle, who was a solid race car driver, but he went out in the 20th, 25th place. Tony Stewart, Mm -hmm. as much as I was a big smoke fan, I almost wish Tony would have went whenever he broke his leg because he was never the same since. 
I like seeing the guys go out on top instead of seeing them be back markers at the end because every professional athlete hangs on, almost everybody hangs on just a little too long. And I think it's really cool that Carl walked away now. He's going to have his family to live with. He's going to have a great life. He may have the bug, but he'll, if he has the bug, he'll build a dirt late model and run around Kansas and Missouri. He doesn't have to worry about chasing the dream, chasing the, cir- the circus 38 weeks a year. 917-889-8280 here if you want to join the conversation on Talking Circles. We have a caller here, John. Oh, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Hello. Uh, Zach Roethlisberger. Um, Hi, Zach. Wisconsin. What do you want to talk about tonight? Um, well, just uh, the whole issue uh, with, with Carl Edwards and, um, you know, what I really think is going on. Um, if you – if I there's can no, elaborate. Yeah, um, sure, there's – Sure. There's been a lot of a lot of talk about. There's been a lot of speculation on social media and um, you know all over the place. And listen, who knows the real? You know, Carl Edwards came out today, and and sure, there's a lot of the stuff he made said made sense today. There's no doubt about it. But to me, it's just the timing of this that's really curious. I don't understand. You know, I guess maybe you, you think about it a little bit when you're away and with your family. Maybe that has something to do with it. But I just think the timing of this. You know, like I said earlier, we're five weeks from the trucks going to Daytona. I think the timing of this is very curious. So what is your take on this, Zach, on the call over retirement? Sure. Uh, and I agree with you there. Five weeks away from Daytona, um, just a weird time to do this. Uh, I certainly do feel that the grind had uh, something or, you know, played a part in this. But you listen to him talk and the, and the three reasons he gave, um, spending time with his family, satisfied with his career, and his health. If he's really satisfied with those three reasons, why isn't he able to use the R word? Why isn't he able to say, you know what, I'm done, I'm retired? If he's really satisfied with those three reasons, I think this has something to do with him, you know, experiencing that grind. Um, And I think it's um, a much bigger issue, which we can uh, allude to here um, later, I guess. But, um, you're talking about a guy that just enjoyed one of his best seasons of his career statistically on one of the, on the best team in the sport. It just doesn't add up to me. Five weeks away from Daytona, um, and with the reasons that he gave, with the season he just had, literally this close to a championship, I'm just not buying that You know, this was a decision based off those three reasons that he gave. It, it is interesting. Again, and uh, we'll never know if, if there is something more behind this. We'll probably never know that. Um, but again, gosh, it's it's it is such a grind. There's no doubt. I think there's no doubt in anybody's mind. Call Edwards, and you can understand how drivers can be a little bit burnt out. Thirty-eight weeks out of fifty-two, they're running. Um, you know, and, and they do sponsorship appearances throughout the whole year, and it, it's it's craziness. There's no doubt about that. Um, but I, you know, I think Carl Edwards is a very competitive guy. Uh, a guy who wants to win a championship, wants to win a Daytona 500, and has yet to accomplish those things. And to me, it's just a very curious thing because he's still 37 years old. And that's another thing we might have to talk about here, John. Um, maybe maybe we need to look at 37 years old as no longer in a driver's prime. Maybe we need to look at 37 years old now as the tail end of a driver's career because there used to be times back in the 80s, Bobby Allison won a bunch of races in his 50s. You know, Harry Gant in 1991, when he won, you know, his had his amazing September run there, 
He was 51 years old when he did that. Um, now we haven't really seen a driver other than Mark Martin, who was a work a workout aholic, uh, really take it into his late 40s and early 50s and win a lot of races. Whether that's the travel, which I think has had a lot to do with this sport, you're flying away from it. Back when Harry Gant did it, we ran Rockingham twice a year, which was close. Uh, you know, back we also had uh, North Wilkesboro, which was close to the, these guys' homes. All that kind of stuff. So I think the travel's had a lot to do with it as well. But uh, maybe we need to look at 37 years old John Harlow here as the beginning of the end for some of these guys. You know, and maybe we need to kind of change our, our attitude a little bit because these drivers are getting younger and younger and younger. What about that aspect, John? Well, first of all, I want to say, Zach, good to have you on the show. Um, <clears throat> you think about it, and like you said, there's the Internet rumors floating around everywhere. One of the ones I, whenever the announcement first came down, and you and I were talking about it yesterday, Clayton, you think about it, and I was listening to Bagley and Pete this morning on the morning drive. If you look at the Joe Gibbs cars in order, and you want to rank them in what the order of precedence is, it's probably Kyle Busch 1, Kenseth 2, Denny Hamlin 3, and Carl Edwards 4, the way they were. Carl was probably the fourth in line at Joe Gibbs. He wasn't the number one guy. He wasn't even the number two guy. He might be three on a good day, depending on how Denny was doing. The other part, and we talked about it, Carlos Slim, who owns Eris, is a huge, huge supporter of Daniel Suarez. And you notice that's where Daniel, who went in the car as soon as Carl went away. And I think one way or another, Carl was going to be out after this year, especially when Denny just signed his extension. They haven't announced it yet, but Denny's basically said, it's done, we're just waiting for the sponsor to basically FedEx to re-up and everything before they make the announcement. Kenseth, I think, is going to stay around for one more contract. The question is, where's Eric Jones going to go? Because he's only at Furniture Row for a year. But Eris, if it's not going to be Carl Edwards in the car, it's going to be Suarez. And I think the reason Suarez got the ride in Xfinity to begin with is Carlos Slim said, okay, I'll sponsor your cup team, but I want this kid in the Xfinity and give him the shot at it. I'll throw money at you, but you take care of this kid too. And you notice every race for Daniel Suarez in the Xfinity series, he had Eris on the hood. It wasn't like Carl had a couple with Subway, a couple with Xfinity, a couple with Comcast. It was all Eris on Daniel Suarez's car. So whenever Carl came to Joe before Christmas and said, hey, I'm really thinking about it, and Joe didn't really have an issue with it, probably because Joe said, thinking to himself, you're not going to be here next year anyhow. It is but 37, as you uh, talk fact. about it, I think, I think 37 – 30, 37 to 40 is about the time we're going to start seeing them go away, unless you're a Jimmy Johnson who's 41 trying for his eighth title. You have Junior who's 42, and he's a lifer. I mean, Junior's just a fan of the sport, and now he's he's not the party kid he used to be. He's making up for lost time. Kenseth's in his 40s. He's taking good care of himself. But there aren't that many left that are racing in their 40s because if you look at it, they start like Chase Elliott did. He's 20. By the time he's 40, he's got 20 years in. The grind's done. He's ready to go do something else. He's made enough money that he never has to spend a dime. He can live off interest the rest of his life. For sure. And 
here's something, you know, and, and, I, uh, and I'll get Zach's take on this in one second here, but, you know, I, I listened to that take, John, and, and it's, a, it's a an interesting theory that Carlos Slim and Aris, Aris uh, sponsors Stanley Suarez. They sponsor him in the Xfinity Series. They want him to come in the Cup. That's an interesting theory, but my question is, why not just ask for your release if you're Carl Edwards? If that's what it was, if they said, you know what, we want to go to the Cup Series with with Daniel Suarez, he won the Xfinity Series championship, he's as competitive as he's going to be in the Xfinity, we want him in the Cup Racing, do whatever you got to do, which I don't believe would happen at all. I don't think Joe Gibbs forced Carl's hand at all. But there's been some rumors about that on social media, so let me just debate, let me just clear these up a little bit. I don't think that happened, because if you're Carl Edwards and you still wanted to race, why wouldn't you say, hey, then release me. That's fine, but I'm a free agent. There'll be about ten teams knocking on Carl Edwards' door, begging him to come drive for them. And there's some pretty, there'll be some pretty, and I'm not going to get into to too many details, but there'll be some pretty good teams I think would let go of that driver to hire Carl Edwards. He's a high-profile driver. He's one of the most popular drivers in the sport. He wins a lot of races, and he can run for a championship on a yearly basis. And there's not too many guys you can say that about. So I think there'll be a lot of teams out there who would who would hire Carl Edwards if he asks for his release. That's what makes this whole thing really, really interesting. But, Zach, what's your take on this? You know, Carl Edwards being 37 years old, again, you know, you look back in the 80s and 90s, you know, Henry Gant raced until he was 54 years old. Um, Mark Martin ran full schedules until he was 52. I mean, Richard Petty ran until he was 56, ran over 1,100 races. Do you think that's a thing of the past? And do you think that maybe we need to look, kind of change our approach on this where maybe 37 isn't as young as it used to be. What's your take on that? Um, I think there's some truth to that. Don't get me wrong. Um, especially when you've been in the sport as long as he has, you know, I, I don't know if this is, if this isn't a trend that we're going to see with future drivers, you know, I, let me say, I, I don't know if he's for sure done. Um, but what I'm talking about is a guy like Dale Earnhardt Jr. Last year, who's been running in the sport for what, 16 years at the time, full time. Um, not including what he did in the Bush series. And, you know, he has an injury and he sits out for six months based off a concussion. Do I really feel that he wasn't cleared? Um, or excuse me, do I really feel he couldn't race or come back sooner than he did? Uh, no, I think he, you know, he had been in the sport for so long. Um, he needed to kind of recharge his batteries a little bit to, um, you know, make that last final push for a championship. I, I don't think this is going to be uncommon. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see in the future more drivers step away for a certain amount of time, given that the grind of the season is so grueling, 38 weeks out of the season, um, to maybe come back and, like I said, try to, you know, take a break for a little while because, you know, they're making so much money, as John noted, um, which wasn't the case um, back in the day. And, you know, they're able to do that. Now, like I said, I don't think Edwards personally, I don't know if he's done, um, but I don't think it's uncommon for us to see drivers kind of sit back and take a break um, to kind of rejuvenate their careers when they get into this 37 to 40, whatever age range. Um, is that going to be the case for everybody? Absolutely not. But, you know, I, I'm not sure that this isn't a trend um, that we're going to see in the future. And earlier you talked, Zach, you made a very interesting point about Carl not using the retirement word. Uh, that's an interesting mm-hmm. take on that because there's no doubt. I mean, I remember Rusty Wallace coming out a couple of years ago and saying, listen, I wish I could have ran a couple more years. I kind of had a couple of people telling me I should retire, and really I wanted to run a couple more years. And there were some rumors Rusty was going to get back into the, into the sport with Richard Childress Racing around 2007 and 2008. 
how real those rumors were, we'll never really know. Um, but I, I, if I remember correctly, it was his brother Kenny who kind of sparked those rumors about Rusty coming back. But, you know, so some, some of these guys, and, and even, you know, we've seen Terry Labonte in the past who, you know, kind of went away for a while and then came back and wanted to sort of rejuvenate his career, took a little bit of a break. Um, so I don't think it's unheard of to sit, to sit there and say, listen, um, I want to be gone for a couple of years, kind of, you know, recharge the battery a little bit, and then be sort of, you know, ready to go. And I think if Carl Edwards sits out this year, and if he gets that, it's to come back. If he says, you know what, I made a bad, I made a big mistake retiring. I want to come back in August. He announces, you know what, I want to come back here. There'll be again, there'll be millions of teams knocking the door down to get Carl Edwards in their car. But it is an interesting take. He didn't use the retirement word, and I think that might have something to do with it more than anything else. Um, and, and that's what, again, you know, I, I talk about being 37 years old, and maybe we should change that and all that. You know, we're no longer in a, a situation where, um, you know, these guys run. You know, Rich Petty used to run, uh, you know, 50 races a year. That's no longer the case now, but it's completely changed, you know, with, with, with public relations and what these guys have to do sponsorship-wise and all that kind of th- things. I think it's completely changed. We have another caller here, guys. Uh, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Hi, I'm Weston from New Hampshire. How are you? Hi, Weston. Uh, what do you want to talk about tonight? Uh, first of all, I apologize. I just I just walked out of a basketball game I was broadcasting, so I'm not entirely sure what you guys have been talking about. But uh, uh, I've been a big Carl Edwards fan. Oh, I'll give you one guess, Weston. <laughs> um, I've I've been a big Clayton. You know, I've been a big Carl Edwards fan since about 2008, uh, after my man Dale Jarrett retired, and I, I I think I was just as shocked as everyone when the news came out yesterday. Um, and but then after watching the press conference today, it, it, it made a lot more sense to me, which I, I thought I thought after watching it, it, it wouldn't make that much more sense, but it, it really did. And I, I think one of the main things I took away from it was Carl Edwards, you know, he's a big health health guy. And I, I really think more than what he let on today, that Dale Hart Jr.'s concussions kind of messed with him and a lot of other people, and especially with his wife being a doctor and, uh, you know, like a neuroscientist and all that. Definitely I think that, I think they sat down, the, him and his family, and said, "Look, you, I've been doing this for 13 years, and I've had a I've had a good career. I I never won the championship. I never won the Daytona 500. But I mean, 28 races is still nothing to slouch at. And I just I guess I just want to wish Carl the best. And uh, it, hey, I'll pick a new driver now, so I'm kind of worried about that. But that, that's okay. I'll, I'll mm. figure something out before Daytona starts. Yeah, it's gonna be tough when your driver retires so abruptly like that." Um, but it is interesting, you know, and John, you touched on that earlier about the Dale Earnhardt Jr. concussion thing. I think that might scare a little bit, a lot of guys, you know, we heard kind of Brad Keselowski, I know on Twitter, has been very vocal about that, that that wouldn't really keep him out of a race car. And he doesn't want doctors to tell him who, where, when he, when, or when he shouldn't be in a race car and things like that. So that's kind of interesting from that standpoint, but yeah, you know, he, he does have kids, he does have a family, but let's talk about this for a second. We're talking about there's rumors, and we read some articles online, John, about format changes. Um, you know, I, from what I've read and what I've heard, there could be something of heat races or timed races or even a caution clock coming to the Cup Series in 2017. Uh, that's what I've heard. That's what I've read. Um, and, and Carl Edwards has been a guy who's been very outspoken about the lower downforce package. He's a guy who, who wants these cars to race really, really well. Um, and He's been very outspoken about that. Could this have had an impact? Could Carl Edwards have said, 
you know, and I know he's a racer and he's run, he's gone through a lot of changes in this sport, John. But could he have finally said, you know what? This isn't the, a direction I want to go. I want to race. This isn't for me anymore. And I'm going to go do something else. Do you think that might have had something to do with it, John? I really don't. I mean, what I I watched a little bit of the replay, I mean, a little bit of the press conference on a on the highlights and everything. He seemed at peace with everything. It didn't seem like here's a guy who's pissed off that they're talking about format changes, or here's a guy who's ticked off that he's number four on the food chain at Joe Gibbs Racing. He seemed at peace with the decision. He looked about at ease with it, as Tony Stewart was when he announced his a year and a half ago, and when Jeff Gordon announced his. He seemed pretty at ease. It just he didn't wait and do the farewell tour like everybody else did. Carl just said, "Hey, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it." And I'm not going to play around, do this year as a lame duck. I'm going to just, if I'm gone, I'm gone. And his heart must not be into it because he seems so at peace with the camera, talking to the, talking to the media, talking to the fans who are watching and listening on everywhere else they could listen to. He just seemed at peace. I don't think the format possibilities are any reason that Carl would have done it. I mean, heck, if you look about it, he grew up in the dirt late model ranks. He's used to heats. He's used to features. And he also wants a good race. And the downforce, pa- the lower downforce package hopefully will help that, but they over-engineer the darn car so much anymore that it's almost impossible to make a good race anymore. I just think he made a decision talking to his wife. He's got kids who are starting in school. He probably would love to see the kids play t-ball and flag football and all that stuff, and he can't do it because he's at a racetrack or he's at a sponsor commitment or he's flying into Charlotte for a team meeting. I mean, the guy just wants to be with his family, and he seemed so genuine today. And one of the things you've heard different drivers call him the Eddie Haskell, that he's the greatest guy when you talk to him, and then he's a sneak behind your back. He seemed very genuine today. It doesn't seem like it's something that he's, I mean, and the other part, not using the R word, I could see him not backing himself in the corner because he may sit this year and say, wait a minute, I'm young. I really love this. I miss it now. I have that fire to go back like we've talked about. And you look at the difference between Mark Martin whenever he was in his final seasons at Roush compared to Mark Martin the first year he ran full-time at Hendrick after he had those couple partial seasons. He was rejuvenated. He was on fire. He was winning polls. He was winning races. He finished second in the points. He was phenomenal. He took time off, recharged. That might be something that mm-hmm. Carl might need to do. It might be something next next Christmas he gets a bug and says, hey, I want to, or next summer, and he may end up somewhere driving next year. Yeah, I mean, that's – listen, I, I could totally see that as a possibility just because we've seen it before. We've seen, you know, like I said, Terry Labonte and Rusty Wallace kind of had cold feet a little bit and almost, I, I think, very nearly came back at one point when, during his retirement. And, uh, you know, but, but Zach, you know, do you think there's – what, what's your take? Do you think there's something more to this uh, before we kind of wrap up this on, on, on the Carl Edwards side of things? Uh, do you think there's something more to this? Retirement? Do you think the format changes had the, the pending format changes that we're not sure 100% what's going to go on yet? But uh, we know that are coming down the pike a little bit. 
Uh, do you think that had anything to do with it? What's your take on it? Yeah, I absolutely do. And I don't think that's 100% the reason. Um, I think the grind and, and um, the grueling season or whatever is, is career, I guess. Um, don't get me wrong. I think that played a part in it. But being that this decision was made, or this is coming out right now, five weeks before Daytona, that's really the only hard evidence I have. Um, I think Carl is going to sit back and observe what these pending changes or what, you know, seems to be the case for what we're going to see in the sprint, uh, the monster energy. I almost used the sprint word uh, monster energy cup series next year. I think he's going to kind of sit back, observe um, what this series is going to be like next year, because from what the rumors that we've heard, um, it's going to be dramatically different. Um, heard and read, um, you know, Adam Stern broke the story yesterday, I believe. Um, I think it absolutely had um, something to do with it. And that's why I think the decision was made now rather than a month ago when these uh, rumors started to swirl. If he was really at peace with those three things he said, he would have been okay doing this a month ago, in my opinion. And the fact that this is happening right now, five weeks before Daytona, after, like I said, enjoying one of your best seasons statistically and racing for the best team in NASCAR, I think this, you know, these reports of what's going to what the Monster Energy Cup Series is going to look like next year had definitely something to do with it, given the timing of the decision. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, if you really think about it, Zach, Zach, whenever you were saying about if he could have made this decision a month ago, I think he did make the decision a month ago. He went to Coach Gibbs before Christmas. I think the reason it was kept quiet is they wanted to talk to Harris to make sure what they wanted to do. I think Coach Gibbs wanted to give him over the holidays to say, okay, sit back, think about it a little more. Let's come back after the new year, make your decision, and then we can move forward. I don't think – I mean, Carl goes in right before Christmas and says, hey, Coach, I want to hang it up. And Coach is saying, well, you're 37 years old. Maybe you don't want to hang it up. Maybe you're just ticked off that the season ended the way it did and you just want to just go home for Christmas, come back, talk to me at the beginning of the year. The other thing I look at it is – if you think about Carl Edwards, also the health guy, look at J.D. Gibbs. J.D. Hmm. had some concussions from playing football in high, in high school, college, doing some of the extreme sports he did, and J.D. Gibbs is in bad shape right now. And five years sure. ago, J.D. Gibbs was the most vibrant guy on pit road. Carl's got to look at that, and it's got to shake him. Everybody on pit road should look at that, and it should shake him. And mm-hmm. Carl, no, like you said, he's healthy. He's great. So I'm jumping out now. It's very interesting, John. It's a very interesting take. There's no doubt um, that I think that Dale Jr. concussion thing had something to do with this. Uh, what was curious to me, a couple of things that were curious to me, and maybe I'm looking too much into this before I go to Weston and get his final thoughts on Carl Edwards. Um, one thing was Brian France wasn't, during, wasn't around during this retirement speech. You know, I think we saw him with with Tony Stewart and Jeff Gordon's, we, didn't, we don't see him with Carl Edwards. And if, you know, I would think he would have been there. That's something that's curious, too. And I think the way Edwards kind of sort of announced the retirement by himself, maybe that was his specific rules. Maybe that's how he, how he wanted to do it. He didn't want to sort of have the coach up there and them taking questions for him. Um, but I thought that was kind of curious as well, how it was just Edwards on the stage and nobody else. Uh, but, Weston, what's your final take there? On Carl Edwards, you said you're a Carl Edwards fan. Uh, what's your what's the one of the last lasting memories of Carl Edwards that you're going to have in your brain uh, as he moves forward with something on something else in his life? 
Um, well, first of all, kind of going back to some points that were brought up, um, you were talking about, like, his kids playing flag football. When he was talking about how he's going to pull some other things in life, it really made me think about uh, Garth Brooks and back, like, in the 90s when he stopped recording just to, like, watch his kids grow up. It really was reminiscent of that. And then, I don't know, just the – I guess my last memory of Carl Edwards was one of my first uh, trips to Loudoun. I was able to spend the weekend there. It was back in 2010, and uh, – they, that was back when Speed had all their like trackside coverage and whatnot. They had that show that with the trackside live, I believe it was called. And I just remember going there, and Carl Edwards was a guest, and I got up front, and he signed my hat. He was a really cool guy, and uh, just I, I wish him the best of luck in whatever he does. And uh, if he does come back, I, I know he didn't mention the R word. I will uh, definitely don my Carl Edwards uh, hat and shirt once again at the racetrack. Clayton, can I say sure, something just real quick? Go ahead. Yeah, during the press conference, I just wanted to make a mention. Um, Gibbs talked about the when Carl came to him. It was within a span of four days um, that you know he came and talked to, or Carl came and talked to him. And four days later, Gibbs called him, or Carl called him, and he said he was done. And a month ago, he was doing photo shoots for Aris, uh, excuse me, mm-hmm. uh, Stanley Subway, whatever. You know, saying I'm really excited for 2017. Happy holidays. Um, and, you know, t- to John's point where, you know, this was over a span of a month, this was a span of four days, Joe Gibbs said himself. So I think this decision was made a lot quicker, you know, a lot more recent than we're led to believe. I don't think this was made a month ago. I think it was um, closer to the new year rather than the ho- or back in December, because back in December he was doing the photo shoots and talking about how excited he was for seventeen. Now he could have had that yeah. lingering in his back of his mind that he was going to retire, I understand. But still, I think this was made more recent than we're led to believe. Yeah, I think uh, – and again, you know, if you're going to retire, I think you should, you know, kind of tell the team and, the, and everybody, listen, earlier in the offseason would have been ideal, obviously. And, Weston, thank you so much for the phone call, bud. Uh, and uh, call back anytime, please. You're, you're a treat to have on the show. But, um, but yeah, I think – Definitely, this was later than, than I think what we would call ideal for a retirement announcement. No doubt about it. Uh, do you think, it, John, it put Joe Gibbs Racing in a, t- in a tougher box than what it would be normally? Do you think, you know, hey, obviously you'd like to have the whole month of November, or, well, what was left in November, even December, to sort of figure out what's going on in 2017. And now it's almost kind of what feels almost rushed a little bit. Oh, my gosh, Daniel Suarez is in the car. Here we are now. We're, we're we're still seven weeks from Daytona. Whoa! And do you think it kind of puts Joe Gibbs Racing? And no doubt they're a big time team with a lot of resources. But do you think it sort of put them in a, in a tough box there? Uh, do you think that's something maybe Edwards might regret? I again, Carl decided to hang it up. That's a personal decision. I mean, he can he's going to put Joe in a box one way or another unless his contract's running out. I think part of it is if Carl had this idea, he needed to tell Coach in July. Because I think if you ask Coach who he'd rather have in that 19 car, Daniel Suarez or Eric Jones, Daniel Suarez has farmed out the furniture row and Eric Jones is in the 19 car. But the other part of it is it's the big money that's behind it. And we've talked all over the time about the on this show, this is a sponsor-driven sport anymore. No doubt. If the sponsor doesn't approve the driver, you don't get the driver. Eris is all about Daniel Suarez. 
so if Harris is going to stay on that 19 car, Daniel Suarez was going in if it wasn't Carl Edwards. That was a no-brainer. No matter what, if Joe wanted to pull Tony out of retirement or if he wanted to pull Jeff Gordon out of retirement and put it in that car, it wasn't going to be Harris as a sponsor. And he probably mm-hmm. would have Harris on the Xfinity car this year, and them and Daniel Suarez would take that money somewhere else. And the one thing with Carl, you look at it, he wasn't a sponsor. I mean, he was great with the sponsors, but it wasn't like he was bringing a boatload of money with them. The last few years at Roush, after uh, Aflac went under, they were struggling. There was a lot of times Ford quality performance was on the 99 car because Jack didn't want a black car. And there was times where Carl was struggling for sponsorship. Part of the reason Carl didn't go to Gibbs three years ago is they didn't have a locked-in sponsor package for that fourth car. And I think Suarez has a locked-in sponsor program. They're going to keep the locked-in sponsor because Joe Gibbs looks at it. He's got a 450-person family that he's got to continue to make payroll for. He's not taking any chances. If he has a locked-in sponsor, he's going to make that sponsor happy. Number seven eight eight nine eight two eight zero here. If you want to join the show on Talking Circles tonight, talking about Carl Edwards, uh, if you have any good Carl Edwards memories or even an opinion of what you think might have influenced this retirement and, and the curious timing of it, uh, please do call in at nine one seven eight eight nine eight two eight zero. Listen, yeah, I, I think it does. I think you, you you're right, John. I think that part of it you want to tell Coach, hey, you know, at least I'm thinking about it, man. It, I think you have to be – it does – listen, there's no doubt I think it, Carl, if Joe Gibbs Racing had his pick, I think it would be Carl Edwards in that 19 car. I think he thinks – you know, especially when you realize how um, slow process he took Eric Jones. You know, remember when, when uh, Carl Bush got hurt last year, they put David Reagan in that 18 car, and they could have easily put Joe, uh, Eric Jones in that car. They only put him in for one race, and they said basically because they had Logano. When Logano came to the Cup Series, they sort of felt like they rushed him, and they kind of want to go to – the path of, you know, making sure a driver is ready. And there's no doubt Suarez had a really good last 10 races last year in the Xfinity Series. He was the best driver there. He won the championship. But his first 23 were, were, you know, ups and downs for sure. You would like to see some real big, real big time consistency there from Suarez throughout a calendar year, throughout a race season to, uh, to definitely where you could have put him um, in the car the following year. And, Zach, I'll get your opinion on this first before I go to John. There's been a lot of talk about this. And um, John just actually told me about this, and this is good because this is the point I wanted to get to. Um, Carl Edwards, you know, you look at his career, 29 wins, uh, no Daytona 500s, no championships. When you think about the Hall of Fame, Zach, does Carl Edwards get in for you? What's your thoughts on that? Um, Numbers tell me yes. Um, You look at... Um, I believe Fred Lawrence is in with 26 wins, no championship. Um, numbers tell me yes, but, I mean, do I really believe that's a Hall of Fame career? 28 wins, no championship, no Daytona 500. And not only that, he hung up he hung up the helmet in the prime of his career, say he's done right now. You know, I think he's going to get in. Um, the numbers tell me he's going to get in. Do I really think it's a Hall of Fame career? No, I don't. Um, I, I don't think he's accomplished enough. Um, I know he's got a Southern 500 win. He's got a Coke 600 win. Yeah. Um, 
you know, he's going to get in, you know, from what the, the numbers say statistically. Um, I do believe that, but do I really feel that that's a hall of fame career? Like I said, no championship, no Daytona 500. Um, and hanging it up, this is the big one, hanging it up in the prime of his career. Um, you know, you look at somebody like Mark Martin who tried and tried and tried um, and finished second all those times. Edwards has finished second, I believe, three times. Um, um, but, but Martin kept going until, you know, the, the bitter end, or not, excuse me, not the bitter end, but um, to the dire end. And Edwards just, you know, at 37 in the prime of his career, he's hanging him up. I, I just don't feel that that's a Hall of Fame career. Numbers-wise, he's going to get in, yes. You know, I, I understand I'm kind of floating back and forth there, but um, mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of a weird spot I'm in. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting take because we're a different era here for sure. You know, back when in the 80s and even the 90s, we only ran 29 races a year. Now we run seven more, 36. Uh, at times, we ran 29, 28 races. Uh, Richard, and that's what makes Richard Petty kind of his numbers skewed as well, where they ran, you know, 50 races a year. They ran three, four times a week. He won 200 races, and that's why we won't see that those numbers anymore. So I think you do have to judge sort of era-wise where, you know, well, this guy did it in this era, this guy did it in that era. Um, John, what's your take? Do you think Carl Edwards is a Hall of Famer? Well, my thought on it is it's the NASCAR Hall of Fame, not the Cup Series Hall of Fame, because we have Richie Evans in. We have a couple of the other ones who were um, aren't the superstars of the – uh, premier series i think if you add in that carl has five truck wins he has uh, all the xfinity wins he has an xfinity title he's got 28 cup wins then like zach said the numbers say he's in for me personally i don't think you look at carl edwards throughout his career as I mean, to me, a Hall of Famer is somebody who's head and shoulders above everybody else. You look at the way the things are right now, and since Carl's been running, who would you pick as Hall of Famers? Jeff Gordon, Jimmy Johnson, yes. Tony Stewart. Those are the only three locks out of this era that would be locked in. Then you're going to start getting into the debate of Junior, who I don't think is a Hall of Famer, you're going to run into Keselowski, who's still got a long way to go. Well, I'm sorry, there's four locks. Kyle Busch is locked for sure. But you're going to ha- there's a lot more guys who have a lot more to do. And I don't think Carl was ever that guy. I mean, you look at it mm-hmm. on his team right now, he's the fourth car. Right. So the numbers will get him in, but I don't view him as a Hall of Famer. It's going to be very interesting when it's his time to come up for the Hall of Fame to see how it's voted. And, and Carl's a good guy. There's no doubt about that. And that's cool. you got to kind of weigh. You want to put good guys in. But where that cutoff comes out, it's going to be very interesting. He had a great career. He had a very nice career. But like you said, John, there was one time in his career, and that was in 2008 when he won nine races and finished second in the points, where he was the best driver in the sport. That's it. Other than that, he wasn't. And – you know, to me, you got to be at least in the top three to be considered. And I don't know if Carl Edwards was in that category. So I agree with you there, John. I'm not sure he gets into the Hall of Fame. But we have another caller here who wants to give a stake here on the Carl Edwards retirement situation. Again, if you want to join the show, 917-889-8280. Join the conversation here on Talking in Circles. What's your name? Where are you calling from? This is William, Virginia. 
Hi, Lee. What do you want to talk about tonight about the Carl Edwards retirement? Well, there's a couple of things. I uh, We'll start where you guys are right now, and that is whether or not he's a Hall of Famer. Let me throw a name out there for you guys. Jim Paschal. Now, Jim Paschal ran from 1949 until 1972. He had 421 starts, um, and he had uh, 25 wins, okay? So that Jim Paschal, his, his win percentage right there is at 5.494%. Carl Edwards is currently at 6.29 with 445 starts and 28 wins. Jim Paschal is not even up for consideration. Um, you know, you look at points where they finished in points, Carl Edwards is miles ahead. But to me, I, I don't think Carl Edwards is a Hall of Famer. Listen, there, there's a lot of guys here that I think um, people think are Hall of Famers and they shouldn't be and, and so so on and so forth. Uh, you know, John said there's four locks because Kyle Busch is a lock. I think if these guys aren't locks, they're close. Matt Kenseth and Car- Kevin Harvick are, are, are inching ever so closer to the lock uh, to the lock scenario there, but other than that, there's nobody else that are really that I really look at right now that are going to be Hall of Famers, and that includes Carl Edwards. He didn't race long enough, in my opinion, as well. And and you guys are right; he did not ever really dominate the sport for an era. Even Dale Jarrett, who you know had a very short, who's a Hall of Famer, and I think he should be, had a very short era of dominance. He you know he kind of got started late in his career, didn't get his premier ride till late, won a championship in his 40s. He had that era there from about 1997 to about 2002 where he was the second best in the sport behind Jeff Gordon. And, you know, that to me puts you in. So, yes, it was a short era of dominance, maybe five years for Dale Jarrett, but at least there was that. Carl Edwards never really had that. Well, on top of that, Lee, as we were talking about it, the like I said, Carl's probably the fourth ride at Joe Gibbs Racing. I don't think he was ever the number one guy at his own team. Because at Roush Racing, Kenseth was number one. I think yeah, the only time Carl was number years. one on his own team was after Kenseth left uh, Roush Fenway. And that's not saying anything about the equipment that he was in at that time. That's just saying that Matt Kenseth, I believe, was a better driver than Carl Edwards. And so that shows you right there that there's a guy that, that probably should get more consideration over Carl. And Matt's got a championship, and that's huge. So, uh, you know, I agree with you guys. I don't think Carl's in. Um, as for... Uh, Go ahead, guys. Sorry. Uh, yeah, no, go ahead, Lee. Finish up. And as for whether or not, um, you know, what what the motivation is behind it, um, I think there's more to it uh, with the with the head injuries. I think you guys are, are kind of getting in the, in the right direction there. You know, uh, I think he was a little spooked after he got he hit kind of hard there. At, at uh, but also I do think the rules changes are playing a major factor, and there's no question Zach was right on the money where. That's kind of when it happened. From what I understand, it was December 22nd where Carl kind of made the, made up his mind, went into Joe Gibbs' office and said, you know, hey, you'll think about it. Um, I believe Christmas Eve is when he called Gibbs. So, I mean, it, it's it's been within the last couple of weeks here. And so, um, to me, uh, the, the timing of it is it's kind of interesting. And, and, honestly, we started hearing the rumblings about, about that, about the format changes right around that time there for NASCAR as well. Um, so, I think that they definitely played a role. I don't know if they're the sole decision. There's a lot behind it. And, guys, you know, one more conversation. I think we've had this conversation many times before. But one more thing is, you know, Jeff Gordon, Tony Stewart, Carl Edwards, now these guys are bailing. And they're bailing at young ages. Mm-hmm. And Tony, you know, Tony loves racing. Tony's a racer. Tony Stewart has nothing else. He's a single guy, no kids, no wife, no family. Tony Stewart's a racer. And, you know, the reason why Tony Stewart retired is not because Tony Stewart doesn't think he can win anymore. It's because Tony Stewart doesn't think he can win in NASCAR anymore. And Tony Stewart's just not having fun anymore. 
and you have to wonder if, you know, if Carl Edwards was still having a good time and enjoying himself, would he have made this decision? Jeff Gordon, if he was still out there and enjoying himself at 43, he was still pretty competitive, would he have made this decision? You know, there's a lot to me that, you know, they may, maybe they need to make the sport more fun again for these guys, or these guys are going to be starting to back out at 37, 38, 39. That's well, a very Jeff good point, Gordon, Lee. More, most, of his, most of Jeff Gordon's thing was his back. But you watch Tony Stewart's going to run more races this year than he did last year as a Cup Series driver. He's going to run 60, 70 races in all kinds of cars. He's probably going to run Le Mans. He's going to run wing sprint cars. He's going to run dirt late model. He'll run modified. I wouldn't be surprised to see him run a modified at New Hampshire this year. So Stewart's going to be driving everything, and he's going to go out and he's going to play in the dirt, and he's going to have fun with his boys. And when they get out, they're all going to sit around, drink a beer, tell stories, tell lies to each other, hop in the truck, go to the next place, and race again. And that's what Stewart wants to do. Like I said, I wouldn't be surprised. You see Carl Edwards build a dirt late model in his garage, and you find him showing up at some track in Missouri in about April. Yeah, no, there's no doubt. I think um, the possibility of Carl racing again in some form is definitely out there. Um, but to, to kind of get the show here a little bit, uh, to, to sort of change the angle a little bit here, how about the Daniel Suarez angle to this? Here's a guy who won an Xfinity Series championship a year ago, um, definitely, definitely exceeded expectations in 2016. I, don't, I think if you had a list of people who would win the championship, I'm not sure how many lists Daniel Suarez would show up on. But he won a championship last year, did a good job, like I said, in the chase. Um but what's a reasonable expectation, do you think, for this kid? Um, do you think he could go out there and win a ton of races in this 19 car and make the chase and compete for a championship? He's 25 years old. He's run two full seasons in, in the Xfinity Series. Before that, he was in the NASCAR Mexico, Mexico Series. Uh, John, what do you think is a reasonable expectation for Suarez in that 19 car this year? 20th to 25th in points. I just don't see it. I see him... Uh, I think he's in over his head a little bit. I think they rushed him uh, sort of like back in the Logano days. They rushed him because the sponsor wants him. And if Eris wants him, Daniel Suarez is going to go in the car. One of the things that I hope the body shop's ready to go, I hope that the chassis builders are ready to go, because I think he's going to wreck more than the other three drivers combined. And it's going to be one of those we're replacing cars again instead of fine-tuning everything else. And Daniel Suarez wrecking a bunch of cars may cause uh, a drop-off in performance from Kyle Busch, Denny Hamlin, and Matt Kenseth. For sure. I think um, they definitely, when you look at Joe Gibbs Racing, they had the names they had there with Hamlin, with Kenseth, with Kyle Busch, and Carl Edwards. Those four drivers were possibly, and you can argue, the four best drivers in in the sport on one team. Uh, as far as they were the best team that had the best drivers on there, you know, with the most depth. Um, so it definitely takes a hit, a hit because Suarez doesn't have any cup wins, and we don't know what he's just going to do yet. So it definitely takes a hit here for Joe Gibbs Racing. But Zach, what what do you think? What do you think about this? Do you think uh, Suarez can compete for a championship? Remember, you know. 20th to 25th in points for a Joe Gibbs racing car would be a little bit of a disappointment. Um, but obviously he's a rookie coming into the series. And what do you think? Do you think he's a guy who, like John said, 
was rushed too soon, and he's a little bit over his head in this first year. What do you think about Daniel Suarez's chances here in 2017? Yeah, I, I don't think John's far off. Um, I say he does a little bit better just based off of what that team is capable of uh, in Joe Gibbs Racing. I think he runs about 17th to 20th, um, but I don't see any wins. Um, I, I do think that he was kind of pushed into the car a little bit too soon. Obviously, um, this wasn't the plan long-term. Um, but, Clayton, you and I were talking last night, and I don't mean to open up a can of worms here, but um, you, you brought up a great point. You know, why not hire Greg Biffle to run this car for a year? Not just convince Eris. You know what? Greg Biffle is going to give us a chance at a championship this year. You know, let's put him in the car. Suarez is really not ready yet. You know, Daniel will come back strong or come up strong. Maybe we can run him in select um, cup races this year, like they did with Chase El- or Hendrick did with Chase Elliott um, with the fifth team. Um, let's put Greg Biffle in the car and um, let's let Greg Biffle run for a championship. Let's let, convince Eris to sponsor Greg Biffle this year because they were going to sponsor Edwards, right? Uh, Greg Biffle is a guy that's run second in points. Um, you know, I know he's had a, a pretty bad couple years here with Roush Fenway Racing, but um, I, I feel the equipment there is not up to standard. Um, I, right. I think that would have been a better route to go. I think you would have go, and this was your idea. I don't need to feel it, but I, I thought it was a great point. Um, put him in the car. Let Suarez run a couple races like Hendrick did with Chase Elliott um, in a fifth team and, and, and do it that way. Um, I'm sure Greg Biffle could pull sponsorship um, here and there and select races. I think that would have been a much better route to go than just throwing Suarez in the car. Now, I understand there's, you know, what, seven weeks to the Daytona 500. Um, their hands are kind of tied here, but um, I think that would have been a much better route to go than just, you know what, here you go, because I don't think this kid's going to – I don't think he's ready. You know, he really doesn't have that wall factor. He ran pretty well last year, 27 top tens, I believe, with 33 starts. Um, he, he just doesn't have the wall factor to me like somebody like Eric Jones does. Mm-hmm. Um, who right. I still feel is too young to be in the sport. But like I said, you know, I, I would have gone a route like that rather than just throw this kid into the car now with no cup starts under his belt. And it's a big jump from Xfinity. There's no doubt. I don't think the Xfinity series, the talent in that series is as deep as it is in the cup series. So, you know, he definitely, again, won a championship, had a very good chase. But uh, at the end of the day, you know, I, I still think he was a year, that, especially when Roush, or excuse me, when Joe gets racing, Envision this. I think they saw him at least another year away. So, but Lee, you know, let's let's think about this for a second. You know, I mean, we mentioned Edwards sort of later than what he wanted it to be. Uh, do you think Aris had the time, or Joe Gibbs Racing had the time to sell Aris to say, hey, listen, let's get Greg Biffle in this car. Let's get him in here. Let's see if he can run for a championship. Uh, we'll be a better chance, and then we're going to bring up Suarez and, and make sure Suarez doesn't rush. Do you think um, they had the time to sort of sell Biffle to Aris here? Uh, because it was so, it was it just had to happen so fast. What do you think, Derley? Yeah, they had no time, and, and I think that one of the things that we're going to see here in the future, it sounds like, and it sounded like I don't, and John, I don't know, or John and Zach and Clayton, I don't know if you guys watched the the Gibbs part, the Suarez part of the of the press conference today. I watched the majority of the Suarez part as well, and all of, all of the Edwards one, and it sounds like to me that you know Stanley and 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 uh, Subway, the sponsors that were on that car with Carl. You know they they are in limbo right now. They're not sure what they're going to do, and it sounds like to me Joe Gibbs is having a hell of a time trying to sell them on Daniel Suarez here. So to me, um, those sponsors may have been more convinced with Greg Biffle, but obviously Aris has the money. Aris had had the previous relationship with um, with Daniel Suarez, and I think that right now 
you know, this late in the year, the easy move was, okay, you know what? If Stanley and uh, uh, Subway do not come back, at least we'll get a full season out of this team with with the era sponsorship behind them and then go from there and, and, you know, rather than go the other way where, you know, you may not sell Aris on Greg Bishman and you run the risk of bringing Daniel Suarez up too soon. And uh, is he ready? Uh, no, he, he isn't. He made a lot of mistakes last year. Um, you know, I think he got away with a lot because of the equipment that he was in, and he had a really good final restart there at Homestead by May Speedway. He's the champion, and that's the format that we race under, and he has every right to be a champion. But I think Daniel Suarez still had a couple more years, a year or two more of grooming left in the Xfinity Series. Um, but he's here in Cup, and, we're, and, and what he's going to do, um, I think, you know, right around the Danica area, you know, the Danica zone, the 20th, 25th in points, don't put too much pressure on these kids now because they're younger than they've ever been, and if you put too much pressure on them, I think, uh, I think it could kill them. So let's not put too much pressure on Suarez, 20th to 25th in points, and I think that's a good year, and they go home and go into 2018. I think you know, if uh, and Joe think... Gibbs tried to tell Eris on this, it wouldn't have happened. I think Carlos Slim is so locked into Daniel Suarez, that's what it's going to be. The Stanley DeWalt folks, their numbers are going to be okay. They'll just move that from the 19 car to the 20 car to help fill that up. Because right. I don't think I think they still have some sponsorship holes yes, they do. on Matt Kenseth's car right now. Yes, and they do. if Greg Biffle was able to bring sponsorship to the table, he'd still be running the 16 car for Roush. Because a lot of his cars were, were Ford EcoBoost throughout the year because – Jack wasn't going to have an empty car. So, I mean, if Biffle was able to bring sponsorship, he'd probably still be at Roush this year because he still had a year on the contract. There was nobody wanting and to sponsor Greg Biffle because right now it's a 25th place car. And But, you know, part of that was, was the fact that, you know, like Zach touched on, Biffle wasn't very competitive. And I don't think there was anything to his fault um, that he wasn't very competitive. I still think Greg Biffle can drive. But, goodness, you know, how about this aspect? You just think about it. Greg Biffle's 46, going to be 47 years old next year in 2017, and you've got a 25-year-old coming in to sell your product. You know, somebody who can relate to sort of this generation here who's 25, and that's a hot demographic for selling products. Uh, and to have some 47-year-old guy pitching your products for a year instead of Daniel Suarez might not be what Carlos Slim wanted to do. So, for sure, I think there's a lot to take into it. Um, 917-889-8280 here, five minutes to go in the show. Uh, guys, just want to touch on this one last point before we wrap up the show tonight. What about this? You know, we touched on it earlier. Greg Biffle, or excuse me, now you got Tony Stewart, Jeff Gordon, and uh, um, Carl Edwards. Carl Edwards. And now Carl Edwards. Three guys who uh, – very popular, definitely in the top ten. I think Edwards, you can argue, was kind of sort of six, seven in line as far as popularity goes. But Jeff was in the top five. Stewart was definitely in the top five. Um, is this a is this a tough thing? I know Suarez. The good thing about Suarez is he has a lot of following, especially in the in the Latino demographic. There, um, he has a a big following. But is this kind of a, a sort of a a tough, you know, retirement here for NASCAR? One they didn't really expect to have. And, and think about this, John, before you answer. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is one bad hit away from also maybe considering retirement. So, um, you know, the, the sort of the popular drivers here, the guys who have really, you know, moved the needle a little bit, are all starting to retire. Do you think NASCAR is a little concerned about that? Oh, I think they are for sure. Um, and you saw it early this year with Jeff Gordon in the TV booth instead of on the track. 
and Tony Stewart fixing his back instead of on the track. Um, the buzz isn't there. And I think Daniel Suarez has a chance if he's respectable. I'm not saying go out and make the chase this year. I'm saying be respectable. Don't be piling up every week. Don't be wrecking a bunch of cars. Turn some laps. Be respectable. Get some top tens. Get some top fives. But if he's respectable, that's a whole new community that you can pull into NASCAR. They thought about it with Juan Montoya, but it he was almost in his 40s then. He was a jerk. You've got a young guy who's very excitable. He's amazingly happy to be – he's glad to be there. And if he's respectable, you're bringing a new demographic in. Danica, if she could be more respectable, could bring more women to the sport. But she's not there yet. This is her make-or-break year. But I think if if Suarez is respectable, this could be a big thing for NASCAR that they get a new demographic involved. The same way I wish if Bubba Wallace could find a good ride. He could mm-hmm. bring a new demographic to NASCAR because Bubba Wallace is a good driver. If he could find a quality ride, be respectable, instead of having the 39 white guys and Danica, you're going to have 38 white guys, a Hispanic and Danica. You can get more diversity in there. And one of the things, Clayton, we've been talking about, we're hoping to get uh, a diversity driver in to talk to us on mm-hmm. Talking in Circles. Right. So I think NASCAR is looking at the demographics and seeing that there could be some changes, especially if Suarez is respectable. Right, and that's the big key. And this is where I get a little bit concerned about the demographic and the Drive for Diversity program. I don't want to get too far off track here. I've got a minute to sort of go. But, you know, we have to make sure these drivers can win races. And we have to make sure that um, – being ta- having talent and winning races is still very important. And Suarez doesn't isn't included because Suarez has proven in the lower divisions he can win races. He's he's proven he can make the next step up. Um, but I was talking about you know somebody like Danica who yes she had one IndyCar car win but she really didn't win her way up into the Cup Series. She sort of got the sponsorship behind her. I think that hurts NASCAR because the quality of the field, the talent in the field just isn't as deep as it used to be. Plain and simple. So. Yeah, it'd be nice to get somebody who with really ta- with a lot of talent. And Suarez again isn't included because he has a lot of talent. But we have to make sure. Sure, it'd be nice to get those guys, but make sure they're talented. Make sure they belong in the Cup Series, and make sure they can win races. Lee in Virginia, thank you so much for uh, calling tonight. You're always a great uh, call in. We appreciate you, guys. We only have a minute left, so uh, I wasn't able to get to Zach there on that last topic. But I want to thank Zach Roethlisberger helping us out tonight. Did a great job. John Harlow from SpeedwayMedia.com. Uh, very interesting topic tonight. Call Edwards retirement. It's got, it, it really threw a wrench into the silly season. It really did. It really threw a wrench into 2017. It's going to make that 19 car. All eyes are going to be on that. It's going to be a very interesting time. If you missed any part of the show, want to hear it again, SpeedwayMedia.com. Uh, click on our link there, Talking Circles. You can go to the next show. be awesome. To listen, you can listen to any show you want. Uh, we do this every week, and we appreciate it. So, come back next week here and listen to Talking in Circles. Good night, everybody.